from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The world's coming to America. We're getting this big World Cup soccer tournament that goes along with all these other soccer team things that are happening here. And I'm not talking about the TST, which was incredibly successful, by the way. It's the, you know, the Wrexham Tours, all these Premier League uh, groups coming through, and now the U.S. is going to host. And we'll see. I don't know, Chris. I, I, I'm kind of hoping we get some of this stuff. They're, the Club World Cup is yeah. coming here in 2025. And they're like fairly legitimate teams that are coming to play here too, which is relatively cool, I think. But as the world comes to us, and we're importing the world's game, which is soccer. I knew this tipping point was going to come sooner or later. It actually came later than I thought it was going to be. The NFL has played international games, right? We had NFL Europe. Right. The NBA has played international games. We have the NBA Africa, you know, initiative. They played games in Mexico City. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Victor Weminyama is a Frenchman. The, the NBA has, has increased. We had games in France just last year. They've increased this... Uh, push to go international but now we're really going full bore with major league baseball which i'm scratching my head a little bit about mlb uh because of the teams and mostly it's been mostly mexico uh but they're going to to london with the cubs and the cardinals which is fine i guess but i don't know if this is the sport that needs to be imported across the world because there's high level baseball everywhere it almost feels like we are imposing our will or announcing our presence with great authority, right? As we as we send major leaguers to London, England to play three games, I'm like, I think for Europeans there might be a curiosity factor, but I'm like, it it feels like forced fun. You know, it's cake at work. You know, hey, everybody get in the get in the break room. We're having cake at work. Come join us. This is yeah. baseball going to Europe going, hey, this is a really fun game. We promise. And then they're going to go, okay. <laughs> well, I guess. I mean. I, I, I think some of this kind of feels like, um, to me, like, you can, as for as international as we are, we can reach people from across the world just with a couple touches on on social media. Um, and, and sometimes um, things don't seem as local as they used to seem. Uh, but when it comes down to sports, you know, only if you aren't able to see certain teams because you live way across uh, the world from them. Sometimes it's just a once in a lifetime experience. It's not even really about fully taking in the aspect of of baseball. Yeah, it's probably going to be a boring game when they go over there. Right. A, a boring few games because it's a series. Um, but it's just the idea of just saying, you know, you know what? I like baseball. I got a chance to see two um, American teams play. Uh, MLS and and that's what I get a chance to see when when Wrexham and Chelsea uh, come to uh, Ch- Chapel Hill if you can even still get tickets I think it's probably sold out by now that may not be a good game it may be a horrible game but it's just the fact that you could say I saw it and I think that's really what that's about honestly but are these bucket list events though I'm like for if I'm European or if even, even as an American I'm like okay there's this club world cup that they're all coming here and I'm not I'm not squatting on soccer here i'm not i like soccer 
I you know I watch <laughs> Premier League. I, I watch MLS from time to time. You know I watch Mexican League because I have rabbit ears on a television. So I'm watching Telemundo and Univision and watching Mexican <laughs> Premier League soccer. I'm like I enjoy the game. Don't get me wrong. And I welcome to Wrexham. The the FX pseudo documentary about the team was very interesting. I hope that they'll get. Like, think about, like, doing another team. And I get it. It's Ryan Reynolds and, and Rob McElhenney, and that's the big thing behind it. But at this point, for me, I'm done with Wrexham. I, I don't get it anymore. I'm like, yeah. they're, they're, they're another international soccer team, and they play here. But if I want to watch international soccer, I can see international soccer stars at Wake Med with the NC Courage. I, I, I have that. I'm like, Wrexham is this weird spectacle. It's still soccer. I mean, it just happens to be owned by Ryan Reynolds, who, by the way, yeah. was not here. When they played here, they didn't. No. He didn't come. He wasn't here. So it was Wrexham FC, and they didn't even. They didn't win. They didn't win. Uh, that, well, forced fun. For, forced for fun. the TST, I think I, I understand that for him not coming. You know, if, if they're coming for their first time actually playing with their eleven-man team on United States soil when they come to Chapel Hill over the summer, if he's not here for that, then I think that is a whole other discussion. That's probably going to be really disappointing. But I, I understand what you're saying when it comes down to that. I think one of the, the cool things about it, though, is to try to soak up uh, some of the culture, right? Like the, the thing that I would want to see going to Chelsea versus Wrexham at, uh, at Keenan Stadium is mostly is the international fans, are, are they coming over as well? And if so, can I get recreate that feeling? Are they going to recreate that feeling of what it would be like to go to a big-time football match over across the pond? And maybe I can feel like I'm there even though I'm just close to home. And, I, and I'm hoping that, that may, maybe that's how some people are looking at it when they go to these baseball games over in London where, you know, I don't see many Americans going over there, but maybe there's some expats or people who played the uh, game internationally or whatever. They can recreate the atmosphere of what it'll be like at a major uh, league baseball game that maybe potentially has some stakes. Th- these games don't have any stakes, but maybe uh, a game that, you know, like a playoff game that potentially has stakes. Maybe that is what it will feel like to those guys. Yeah, I'm not dunking on soccer. I, again, I love soccer, but I've seen, you know, American baseball is literally people scrolling phones and having beers. Like, yeah. go to Japanese baseball, they're banging stuff, they're cheering. Korean baseball, bat flips. I'm like, if you don't see a bat flip after a home run in Korean baseball, you haven't watched Korean baseball. I mean, and we all had to during the pandemic. Remember that? When the only thing on TV was empty stadium Korean baseball at like <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, and we were all betting fun. on it. Yeah, we were all betting on it, it too. fun time. Yeah. Uh, I do want to get into this real quick before we talk with Brandon Thomas, our American Ninja Warriors semifinalist. The NHL chose yesterday, the Board of Governors chose yesterday to uh, ditch all the theme night jerseys uh, because of what they call distractions, especially it happened during the Pride Night events. Mm-hmm. And so not having – there's no more Hockey Fights Cancer. There's no more Military Night. There's no more um, – uh, special needs night, those don't exist anymore. They won't wear those things. They'll still do the celebrations and the concourses and stuff. I think visual displays of support, it's easy to speak the words, right? For a lot of folks, it's easy to speak the words, but it's the actions that mean more to a lot of people. And I think by the Board of Governors doing this, they're ignoring one of the big problems that the NHL has had in the past several years, which they've been called out for repeatedly, which is inclusivity at Thanks. all levels. And I... I if you agree with me, fine. If you hate on this, that's fine. But I have no problem with someone wearing a camo jersey or a rainbow jersey or a pink jersey or whatever it is during warm-ups. As a matter of fact, wear it during the damn game. I'm fine with that, too. 
as long as there's the team logo on it and I can still see the logo and read the names on the back and you don't screw up that design, fine. Support the causes you want to support. They're not forcing it on anybody. They're just saying, this is a cause we want to get behind. It's okay. And by the way, you live in the United States of America. It's okay to disagree with it. Yeah. You can vote with your pocketbook, vote with your hands, whatever, rabble-rouse, whatever it needs to be. But the NHL, for them to back down on this when they've faced enough crises as it is, shame. Let's just call it what it is, though, right? Like, this is the NHL backing down to homophobia because at the end of the day, um, people have no issues with the military nights, right? People have no issues with the cancer nights. People have no issues with any of those other types of nights. And honestly, a pride night is there to accomplish the same thing that military night, cancer night, all of that is, is setting to accomplish. Hey, here's a group of people who lie, whose lives are on the line because of something very specific to their lives. Military night, you go across seas or you're here domestically and you put your life on the line for our freedom. We respect you and we want to commemorate you. Cancer night, you've gone through something really horrible and, and all these uh, medical bills that have piled up. And even though, you know, it's not a lot that maybe we can all do for you individually with your fight, we can at least say we rally around you and we're thinking about you and we want to commemorate you and your fight that you're going through. Now let's go to Pride Night. What is that about? All it is for the people who have something against it is the fact that there are people who are born certain who who are born uh, attracted to uh, the same sex, or they're part of the the trans community or whatever uh, parts of the LGBTQ community, and these people have been persecuted in our society, uh, even still to this day, but for such a long time. People can literally lose their job not because of performance, simply because of who they are attracted to. So we're just saying, hey, we understand your your struggle, we understand your fight what you are into or or who you decide or as how you decide to identify uh has nothing to do with who you are as a person you could be a, still a great person on the inside a great boss a great business person a great brother a great sister we we want to stand next to you and so with with uh NHL pulling back what they're saying is you know what all of our fans are well not all of our fans but a huge part of our uh, fan base are upset we're just going to let the homophobia ride and we're going to take everything away. And to me, that is disappointing. That is very much so disappointing because a lot of these can be teachable moments. A lot of times people understand other people's struggles when they get a chance to actually talk to people. And when you take that away, then you don't understand people's struggles anymore and you make assumptions and you just go about your day thinking that other people are just horrible when you don't really know who they are. Period. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We have a ninja from Apex with us here on the Heaster Automotive Hotline. Paul Ihander, Chris Lee, Graham Lee, uh, Graham Hill, uh, producer. I almost made him related to you, Chris Lee. Uh, <laughs> That's, <fine. laughs> That's all right. Brother from another mother. That's okay. Exactly. It's okay. On NBC, there happens to be this little teeny show that's now in season 15. It's called American Ninja Warrior. 
and we have one of those ninja warriors with us. Not only is he with us, he's also among us. He's from Apex. His name is Brandon Thomas, and he joins us here on the Heaster Automotive Hotline. Brandon, welcome to the program, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, you made the successful run, and I have seen the American Ninja Warrior course in Las Vegas. I'm assuming you did your run there, maybe somewhere else, but it, it there's a million things, and all I can say is when you have to defy gravity, what is running through your mind? Is it just don't <laughs> fall? Uh, I love how you put that, defy gravity. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much don't fall. I mean, I know there's water underneath me. I'm not going to get hurt, but... I also don't want to get wet, you know? Just got to stay up there. <laughs> Brandon Thomas joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I'm Chris Lee. That's Paul Ihander. Brandon, um, I want to ask you a little bit more about just some of the, the Ninja Warrior uh, community here in, in the Triangle area. I know that Coach K's son, um, uh, uh, John David Spatola, he's into it. He, I think he's uh, 13, 14 at this moment. Uh, he's been on the Ninja Warrior Kids show. And then there's other locals that have been there, and you are going far yourself. Uh, what is it like being a part of this community here? How much is it growing? And how many more athletes are coming behind you that we need to know about? Oh, geez. Um, so the community itself is an amazing community. Very accepting no matter who you are, where you come from. These people, they just want to help you grow. Um, the uh, or who might be coming up? Man, I don't know. There's a lot of people on their way. Um, I, on the spot, I can't even hit them right away. <laughs> it's uh, all good. I did put you on the spot, but uh, I just know that the community is growing, so we were hoping to get a, get a few shout-outs. Yeah, man, I, I can tell you a few gyms that do have a lot of kids coming up through the ranks quickly around here. Um one of which being uh, Level Up in Thomasville. Uh, then there's Warrior Tech. They are in Morrisville and in Raleigh. And Rock Solid Warrior, where I train, uh, in both Fuquay and in Apex. They've got a lot of strong kids on their way. Well, Brandon, when you talk about strong kids, and you're a li- you're you're a lifelong fan. I mean, you've been you've been uh, you got hooked when you were nine. And now you have, you know, you're, you're heading for the national finals. Fingers crossed for you. We'll be rooting for you, obviously. We'll be able to check you out on WRAL-TV. As, as someone who got, you know, sucked into the American Ninja Warrior scene, you know, what was that, what was that moment like for you where you're like, yeah, this is what I want to do, and I want to climb 18-foot walls and figure out how to balance two feet against two pieces of plexiglass? <laughs> well, I, I do want to say... I have not made it to the national finals yet. I still have to make it past the semifinals. But being wrapped, trying to get wrapped up into it, just, I mean, I remember watching Flip Rodriguez back in season six and just seeing this man fly through all the courses. I was like, I want to do that too. He's fast. He's strong. He's cool looking. I want to do that. <laughs> Nice. Brandon Thomas joining us right now from Apex, North Carolina. Um, when you look at ahead, like I know you don't want to get too far ahead, but the fact that you, if you go all the way through, you win this, you could win $1 million and also just uh, have your face all over, have people from Apex and, all, and everywhere around the Triangle area proud of you. 
How do, how exciting is that for you that you're closer to potentially getting that? It's both exciting and nerve wracking because it feels like all the weights on my shoulders, mm. but you know, this is what I've wanted to do for so long. And so I'm excited because I finally have the chance to be one of the few to conquer uh, Mount Midoriyama. Brandon, when you see the smoke go off, you know, that plunger, everybody hits the top of that wall, they hit that plunger. What's that moment like? Uh, I Unfortunately, I cannot say because I didn't hit the buzzer in qualifying. Um, but it is amazing to watch everyone else do it. I was, I was really hoping for it because, you know, seeing all the sparks flying, it's that I want to be up there. Brandon, I want to ask you about this. Um, you know, as we were getting some information on you and uh, who you are and, and some of your background, we saw that um, you were born with deuteranopia. I hope I, I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, you are. Um, and, and that's a, a rare type of red-green colorblindness. Um, it causes confusion of green, red, brown, and yellow. Um, and so I can imagine, like, with a, a big set, like, uh, American Ninja Warrior that has the different types of colors and things like that. And you have to balance yourself and you have to jo go jump through things. Does that, does that, is that, do you have to focus a little bit harder um, uh, because of that to, to make sure you're grabbing the right things or you can uh, make sure that you, you're going for the right goals, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I'm uh, getting ready for the course, I have to, really focus on a few obstacles because I'm anticipating lights being different colors and mm. it could just really throw off my whole vision of what I want to grab. So I want to really zone in on what I'm trying to do. That way, everything around me, it's, it's gone. It's not there. It's just me and the obstacle. So I, it's trying to lock in that focus. It, it can be a little difficult. Brandon Thomas from Apex here, wishing you all the best of luck as you advance in your American Ninja Warrior uh, competition. Uh, one quick uh, question for you: when uh, when your when your parents ask you to open jars, is it just you just kind of go, "Yep, I got this," because you've got ridiculous hand strength, <laughs> or do they even ask anymore because you know they figure, "Hey, you know what? You know he 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 doesn't. I don't have time for this. I got to go train for my next competition." It's funny. Because I struggle with opening jars more than most of the people in my family. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers, no problems. They've been mechanics for years. Me, I struggle for whatever reason. But you're the only one who can hang upside down, though, so that's the good thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brandon. Appreciate you, man. Good luck in the American Ninja Warrior competition. We'll be uh, watching on WREL-TV. Thank you very much. Paul, have you ever done a Ninja Warrior workout? No. So, yes and no. Okay. Uh, yes, because my son, uh, we had him in parkour classes when he was a kid. And he oh, loved nice. to, he loved to like climb walls and jump on things and whatnot. So, I tried to run through it as an adult. Let's just say as an adult, it's a lot more challenging than it is for a five-year-old kid. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm carrying way too much weight to do the to do the pulling up of things and the jumping of things. Like, I love a good trampoline. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah, no, not my bag. 
So I, I went through, I did a couple stories uh, back at, at my former job back in uh, the triad area. And the gym that he referred to in Thomasville, I actually did a story there. I think it's called Level Up in Thomasville. And back, this is back in my wrestling days. I'm, I'm talking, I'm 210 pounds. I am lean. I'm cut. I can bench press 315 pounds. I can squat like 450. I can uh, deadlift 435. Like, you know, I'm, I'm really on it at this time. And I'm, I'm, you know, decently strong, you know. And I went through one of these workouts with somebody who was also an American Ninja Warrior. And I failed miserably. <laughs> like, that is a different type of strength. That, that, that's not the strength where if you're bench pressing, you can bench press 315. Uh, you can go up there and start, you know, hanging on things and, and doing the salmon ladder and different things. No, like it's oh. it's a completely different type of strength, man. Like it is you have to you have to be there and try it out. Go to one of these local gyms and just try it out just to see. Well, it's different. I'll take you with me. You put me on your shoulders or something. I'll do the salmon. Yeah, that salmon ladder thing, the, the peg. It's the pegs thing, right? Where you pop the peg out and you put the peg in the next thing. Or you is it the or is it the, the spread of the legs as you're jumping up? And pressing no, against the, the salmon ladder is the like where you're doing a pull up, but you're taking the bar and going up to right. the next oh, okay, level. yeah, I got okay. Ha, ha, ha. Oh yeah. my god, no, no, gravity always wins in that, <laughs> that <laughs> competition with me. It's tough. Oh my goodness. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.